Yo, what is going on, everybody? Howie Spangler here. This is episode number 142 of uh, Tales from the Green Room. Um, it's been a minute. Uh, I've been super busy. Uh, we've been playing shows again. That's been incredible. Um, we just we made a music video, and we released that uh, yesterday, and it was it, uh, everybody seems to love it. The, the reception's been awesome on it. Um, everybody loves the office space vibes. I just felt like it was a, a it was like the perfect like setup for that song. I feel like that song kind of encompasses um, I don't know what you would think would be like a shitty job, you know, like you know, like working for some shitty boss. And um, <clears throat> I don't know. I thought office space would translate well, so. Uh, Props to uh, Andrew and uh, Gingy Productions for just doing a great job with it and, you know, helping us um, realize the vision. Um, because when you when you shoot a music video, it's it's tough. It's, you know, especially when it's kind of story driven or there's like some sort of a plot or something like it can go really bad. You know, if you if you don't have the right director or the right person to edit, um, I'm very particular about editing when I'm doing my own stuff and I, I have this, you know, these think these things in my head, I want to translate that as best as possible. Uh, and the way Andrew put it together, he just did a great job. So shout out to him and his, his crew. Um, also shout out to Hartford sound, Evan and the whole staff over there for letting us borrow their, uh, their offices for a few hours. Um, and thanks to the guy on Craigslist who gave us the copier. Nick found a copier and went and picked it up. And he said when he was putting it in the car, like uh, the guy was helping him put it in the car, and he and he like I think he like banged it on something or whatever. And he said, "Oh, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry." And Nick's just thinking to himself, like, "You have no idea what we're about to do to this thing in a couple hours." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just best video we've ever done. Um, <clears throat> super fun. Uh, we have this really dumb sense of humor and I'm pleased to see that, uh, it seems like a lot of our fans have the same type of humor. So I really hope we can, you know, continue down that road, do some more really goofy stuff and just have a lot of fun because making videos can be, uh, laborious and just, it gets old. You're tired of being there. It's like, you know, you spend hours, uh, you know, and this actually was some interesting stuff we were doing, you know, so we had all kinds of different shots and we, we had to leave a lot on the floor, you know, because um, we shot so much stuff. So uh, we were able to get um, an outtake reel because it was so dumb what we were doing. We were just laughing and breaking. And, um, so I got an outtake reel. It's coming out soon. I'm kind of dropping clips on that on the socials. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, thank you. If you haven't watched Middle Finger video yet, go to uh, the Ballyhoo YouTube channel and check it out. I think you're going to love it. It's, it was just a lot of fun to make and share it to all your office buddies. <laughs> uh, YouTube memberships. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody that's been uh, joining up so far. Um, this has been awesome. I believe we're at 62 members right now. Um, we uh, brought, brought, I don't know, six or seven members yesterday on board uh, during the, the live stream. Real quick, let's give a shout out to uh, everybody that's supporting, man. I haven't done this on the pod yet, but um, Holly, Ashley, Henry, Michael, Craig, Zio, Christian, Don, Jeremy, Rick, Stone, Stony Vision, Alina, Jay, Michelle, Amity, Trey, Bree, Brandy, Will the World, uh, Esteban, Esteban Mayo, 831, uh, Kiko Chan, Danny Vaughn, uh, Pun the Psych Gaming, Camille, Joe, uh, Critical Mass, Chance Nobrot, uh, Riddle Fam, <laughs> some of these screen names, right? Benoit, Lisa, Brad, Michelle, Danny Weldon, uh, Devin, Bryn, Eric, Ryan, Norman, Mallory, Jay, Sis from STL, Antonio, Nikki, OMG, uh, Josephine, Aubrey, Robert, Moxie, Tom, Corey, Matt, Jennifer, Jamie, Devante, Ben, Marissa, almost done. Billy, Jamie, Ronica, three eleven, La Lovely Mirazcat, Jill, 
Jonathan Thies, and our first our first member, Meg. Thank you, Meg, for being the first member, uh, getting that ride or die. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, that was kind of long. I haven't done that yet. I wanted to make sure I shouted people out, um, and I haven't done a podcast since you know we started doing this. So, uh, really exciting, man. I, we we hit the threshold uh, yesterday um, in that live stream to add some more emojis, and I've got. Uh, so I added the, the middle finger emoji to F you. Um, it's me in a unicorn costume with a big foam middle finger. Uh, I've got one left so far. I don't know how many, I don't know how many they're going to give me. Um, but I've got 11 out of 12. So right now I'm working on the 12th one and I think I'm going to make a giraffe. We need a Howie giraffe. Um, because everyone says I'm tall and I am, I, I believe I'm tall. Uh, but I just think it'd be funny to maybe like me as a giraffe. I think it'd be great. So let me know what you think about that. Um, yeah, this is really going great, man. Thank you guys so much. We've got 28 supporters, 10 lifers and 24 rider dies. Thank you guys very, very much. Uh, and uh, if you're looking to join, go to youtube.com slash Howie Spangler slash join. Uh, I'll leave the link in the description as well here. Um, if you'd like to join the fam, we're going to do uh, members only live streams, listening parties, um, you know, members only videos, like all kinds of content, you know, I'm trying to make it fun and exciting and valuable for you. So, uh, if you have any ideas, please hit me up. Let me know. Uh, I know some of you are, um, are supporting over here at the podcast, uh, via anchor. Um, I appreciate that as well. If you feel like you want to cancel over here and move over to YouTube or leave it here, that's totally fine. I just want to let you guys know the options there. All this stuff you can cancel whenever you want. So uh, no hard feelings. Um, Yeah, I I just really appreciate you guys being here and supporting uh, everything I'm doing. Uh, Last thing I'll say, 3,000 subs is coming. We're on the road to 3K right now. And as soon as I hit 3K, I'm going to do the first members only uh, live stream. So we're at 2981. I've got 19 subs left until we do the the members only 3K live stream. So uh, if you know anybody that uh, watches my videos or anything and they may not be subscribed, please uh, let them know. And if you are you yourself aren't subscribed, please hit that subscribe button and uh, smash that like button, baby, over on the over on YouTube. Um, anyway, uh, today I've got Colton Place from Pacific Dub on the show, and he's my first guest in a while. Um, it was great to have him. We had a, we had a nice nice talk and um, just talked about you know the pandemic. I mean, it just was bound to come up. I, I brought it up actually. Um, and uh you know getting through that and what they did and uh live streaming and um production and uh, lots of things so um i think you guys are gonna enjoy it uh here you go here's uh colton place from pacific dub tales from the green room here we go What's up, everybody? Episode number 142, Tales from the Green Room Podcast. Uh, it's been a minute. I haven't had a, a guest on in a while, and um, I'm stoked. This is, my, this is my buddy Colton Place from the band Pacific Dub. We did some touring together several years ago. And uh, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. It's nice to see you. Good to see you as well, man. It's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been uh, a, a crazy year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. You're not lying, man. I'm still in that weird. Uh, I don't like necessarily see a lot of people yet. We haven't uh, opened up all the way yet out here, so <laughs> you're, it's nice to see a, a familiar face. <laughs> I know, man. I know. I th- that Zoom and Streamyard, all that stuff came in clutch, dude. Facetime. Um, <laughs> we we need that more than ever these days. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I. I do want to ask, I mean, it's, it's obviously, this is a, this is a tired ass question and, and I hate that I'm asking, but like, how, how did you fare? Like, what did you, what did you guys do to get through the, the pandemic? I like stay it, float? It's actually like kind of relevant because just over the last like month or two, uh, just like hanging out with friends and, and now that we can be in person or whatever, uh, we're getting all of these like, you know, whatever various apps and the time hops and the, the Instagram, this is what you posted a year ago today. And it's a lot of just like, zoom or what was the one the uh there was like a a gaming app and it's all just like screenshots of us with like six or seven other people and everybody's just like pounding beers and like playing virtual beer pong and like this weird shit like the beginning of the pandemic was such like a a it was like such a 
balance between like this is terrifying and i don't really know what the hell is going on but like also we're just like stuck at home and and just like hanging out with friends via virtual worlds that was fucking wild but um what really helped out was the studio to be honest and i didn't have much of in the way of new music ready to go for for early 2021 we were kind of set for for the the latter part um and once like we kind of get got into the groove and we realized like work's gone touring's gone what are we going to do to like stay sane um me and my buddy who produced our whole last record uh just got together and we were like let's just make a bunch of music and and see how it goes so that was like the the silver lining of it all was having time just to fuck around with with various instruments that you wouldn't normally play with and and just being able to have that so <clears throat> yeah the the creativity uh certainly came into play i mean it was like um for me it was like all right well, i just need to double down on this uh streaming thing um and you know try to try to make music and it was a lot it was a weird time too because you know this was happening and then you had the, everything with the the George Floyd and the BLM stuff. Um, yeah. And it was really, it was making it kind of weird to, uh, to think about releasing music because there was like such a, a, a crazy time um, in the country at that, at that point. And I remember thinking like we had a, we had some songs coming out or maybe the, maybe the album was coming out message to the world. And I felt strange, like, um, you know, promoting something when there was like such a, weird thing happening you know yeah man um, i i totally get what you're saying but like at the same time especially that record dude that that was rad man and and that song in particular is something that i'll still jam probably like once a day <laughs> it's a good nice. uh it's a good vibe and it's it's a weird balancing act right like you don't want to be diverting the conversation from what needs to be talked about but at the same time like when you if you spend all day every day and you don't at least have some kind of a mental break for a couple minutes to listen to a song or whatever it is like that gets so hectic man and like it, it like i understand what you're saying and it's it's a weird line that people had to navigate for sure not us we didn't put anything out in 2020 so <laughs> i didn't experience <laughs> it personally but like i i definitely understand like where you're coming from and i just feel like as long as you know, for the most part, the people that I know that put out music in 2020, it was done in like a, a respectful way of not trying to, like I said, divert the conversation. So uh, it's weird, man. You, you never know what the right move is until you do it. And hopefully you're not canceled in a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think for us, it was like I knew that like um, I, I made like a statement on the stuff and um, it, I just felt like I had to say something um, and and that made it a little easier, I guess, to to go ahead and because <clears throat> what what it ultimately came down to was, um, and I did see some bands that were like, ah, it just doesn't doesn't feel right to release music right now, and I understood where they were coming from, but my point of view was like, well, yo, I mean, we need this though. I think we need music more than ever, hundred percent at this m moment. Um, we're locked in our homes. There's this you know new civil rights movement happening. Um, there's just a lot going on and music is like the way to stay sane. And, you know, we not only to listen to it, but as the creator to, to, to make the music, man, like that's, that's what we do. It's like, you can't expect us to like stop doing that. Um, and if you didn't put something out, I mean, it, it, it's, that was, you know, your, your choice or whatever. But for us, it was like, I just want to keep writing. I mean, why don't we just use the time and, and put out some new stuff? And I felt like that song in particular message to the world was like kind of perfect for that moment, you know? And, um, so yeah, being a musician at that time was super weird. Um, but you're you know, right, remember, man, you're right. Like that's what people need. People need the music. And, and, and I will say, like, I say we didn't put anything out. That wasn't because of, of some, conscious decision that I made I had nothing ready at that point in time yeah, yeah, so it was yeah. like and and it was <clears throat> it was a time to kind of look also like I know I know for the most part <clears throat> you know our circles are 
pretty culturally diverse, um, especially being in the music scene. And, and I know my I when I work when I'm not on tour, it's it's at two different music venues, and it runs the gambit of one of them's a casino, so it's like a bunch of legacy acts and like crazy weird shit, and then the other one's just a thousand cap theater close to my house in Orange County. And between those two venues, like you kind of just get the gambit of all people. Right. And our circle, our circles are generally diverse enough that like when something like this happens, that's so shift, like culture shifting. And you'd like Mm -hmm. to think that like what happened and what is currently still happening. And like, we're still having to, to focus on these issues. And, but you kind of look to those people in your lives who it's like, Hey man, like, I am ignorant in this and you kind of look to the people and I have somebody, our band manager, somebody very close to me who's African-American and he was somebody that I was constantly and and still constantly have conversations with and just say like, yo man, like point me in the right direction if I'm fucking up, like call out your boy. Like we're close enough that, that like if there's something that needs to be said that, that, that I have that guiding light a little bit in my life. So like shouts out to turtle and like, just being able to 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 have genuine conversations with him and and uh that was something that really like still still is helping out with with this situation and like when knowing when to say something and knowing when to shut the hell up because I don't know what I'm talking about, right? And just knowing <laughs> yeah. that like we can be yep. allies of of <clears throat> everyone that's doing positive shit in the world and uh we don't necessarily always have to be, you know screaming it from the mountaintops, but also we don't have to be recluse and, and hold up in our houses and not saying anything. There's a good, there's a good fine line. And I feel like, especially with, you know, you guys weren't, you guys, it's not like you guys are coming out with like party tracks and like, you didn't put out yeah. Cerveza in 2020. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. And, and that's the thing. It was like, I felt like, I, I think everybody loves a good party song, man. And I, and like, we need them, you know? Um, and yeah, there's a, there's a couple on that record, but for the most part, it's, uh, it was yeah, at that time is, it was, and it, you know, it just felt right. You know, it's like this message to the world, like this is sort of like, you know, um, I think people could use some lyrics like this right now. True. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think the best thing to do is just like step in, um, step in if you, if you, if there's somebody in your group that's like saying something dumb or doing something dumb you you fucking step step in and you're just like bro shut up yeah like, man stop you know what I mean I've 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 definitely had a couple of people where we be in conversation I'm like well, wait a second but you don't understand it's about this and this and this you know and you just I think that's the best you can do is just try to educate people um, as you're educa- educating yourself like educate others when when the time comes you know a hundred percent dude and like those are the kind of people you want to have in your circles right like yeah. it's it's that constant that cliche of like, if you surround yourself with a bunch of people that think like you, you just live in an echo chamber and that, that could be as detrimental, you know, or more detrimental than maybe vice versa where like you have people maybe that don't think the same way as you, but there's a line, you know, like there's a line where, you know, like, Hey, if somebody that I know is crossing this line constantly and we have conversations and, 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 you know, whatever, it's not getting through to them or it's not, I'm not able to properly communicate. Like, you know what line you don't want people to cross in your life. And it's pretty easy to be like, Hey bro, like either you got to at least like try to see my point of view or fuck off. I guess. Yeah. Stop being a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. It's that simple. If you have friends that yeah. you can't tell to stop being a fucking idiot, they're probably not that good of friends. Seriously, man. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, so yeah. So you guys been, uh, you guys been, putting out some tunes over the last like what six months or so yeah we started uh like right at at the drop of 2021 um i think it was like the last weekend in january we put out our first single and uh we put out a single like every i want to say like four to eight weeks since then i think so we have four going now and then uh we just announced last week uh the record on uh this friday actually the 26th so or 25th rather 25th yeah yeah this friday that's great man um how how many tracks on the record uh we got 11 so uh a a good full length and um i wanted to it's kind of like that weird it's like i'm still writing music i'm still recording music i'm gonna be in the studio in you know four hours from now just tracking more shit um and you just kind of at some point 
we we had to draw the line and we talked about what do we want to do like a full length or split it up and have two six or seven song eps and put them both out in one year like you know just trying to do something a little bit different but at at some point i just kind of decided like we we hadn't put out a full length record since 2018 so it was time and uh i like you know it's been pretty rad putting out the singles and and seeing the response so hopefully people like the record (laughs) yeah i noticed uh um, I liked to, I, I liked I definitely liked one of the videos. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was the one you were like basically you traveling, being on the road, and leaving your girl at home. Yeah, and uh, coming back to her and all that. I thought that was, the video was really cool, and and the I don't know if it's the subject matter or it's the just the vibe of the song. Like they, it just sounds like uh, well the songs that I've heard so far it just sounds um, a little more mature. Thank you, man. If that makes sense. No, yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. We uh, we kind of um, I talked to the producer. So our producer Joey that that did this whole record with with me. He's a very very good friend, and I kind of talked to him about like what the goal was for this record, right? And we've had fun. Like we a big influence f- on us was the Dirty Heads back in the day, and like you know because of where we are, like that was one of the first bands I ever heard in the scene. So we always wanted to try and dabble in the hip-hop reggae side of things and you know and then we we kind of came up in this scene and I, I like attribute a lot of our sound from early on up until now as much as like I can respect and do listen to like true roots reggae um and and we like to we enjoy elements of that as well and we like to dabble with that <clears throat> what I can really say is I like I was in this weird like backwards where I found out about slightly stupid and dirty heads and revolution and you guys and iration like, and then that led me to roots reggae. Right. So mm-hmm. like, it's been fun to try to like for find our sound and, and through the years of, of how writing with a band changes and like maybe the dynamics change or whatever. Um, I, I feel like this record guide you home is a record we put out in 2018 and that was with a different producer, somebody who still works with us closely, uh, and my friend Nathan. Um, but we were just, I was just kind of like dipping my toes in at that point and not working with the person who had done literally all of our music up until that point. So this is the second, this is like the evolution of me kind of finding my style and something that works for me and then going to a producer and being like, hey, like this is my goal. This is what we want to do. And, uh, him being able to implement and execute that and being like a kind of an not necessarily an outside voice but somebody who knows the genre pretty intimately but also like his production is not reggae like i'm pretty much the only one that he's working with in this capacity of of a quote-unquote reggae rock artist so like he brought so much value to this project as well and uh i'm just really grateful to have good people to work with and that always helps, you know. <clears throat> that that's cool. That's a good, that's a good dynamic. Um, so you get a guy that's that's not um, really from that from the world and like producing, uh, you know, your ideas. Um, so he's going to bring like a kind of a f- more fresh approach to it, I guess. Something 100%. a little bit different. Yeah, I totally I totally get that, man. That's a that's, that's a good way to go sometimes. And I'm I'm glad that the the songs are um, turning out, you know, the way you'd hoped, if not better. Um, yeah, working with a producer is is interesting. You know, it's like you you, you have an idea um, <clears throat> of somebody you want to work with, um, and ultimately, I mean, it could go one way or the other. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, I, I've been finding myself like it's hard for me to work with producers now, uh, just because like I, not, I know what I'm doing now, like in Pro Tools, <laughs> and I know how to make the sounds I want to make, <laughs> um, and so like when I have somebody else. Uh, you know, mix the record, or if I have somebody else kind of weigh in, it's it's harder for me to like to deal with that because like I know what I want and I could just do it myself. So I don't, you know what I mean? So a hundred percent, man. I respect what you do so much because <clears throat> it's something that truthfully uh, I'm just at this point not good enough to do and fucking terrified to do. You have like this (laughs) ultimate control over your product. And, and I know that like also the guys in the band are there and you're listening to them as well. So I'm not saying for either of us that this is 
you know, it's um, we're not solo artists here. Like we're we're constantly bouncing ideas off of other people. But I feel like in a, in a similar way, like both of us kind of like are you know you're going to be there for the whole process. You're going to be there from drums to vocals, everything in between. You're mixing it. You know, I don't. Are you mastering all of your stuff on your own as well? <clears throat> to be honest, dude, I've been using Lander for a couple of years now. Nice, and it's just it's. I don't know. It's easy and it sounds great. Dude, your shit sounds fucking awesome. And that's... we. Thanks. Yeah, my guys and I, like, we've been listening to, like, all... You know, you got to check out everything new in the scene. And it's cool to hear the whole scene, honestly, in general, progress from when we first started touring in 2010. And there was, what, four bands that were just (laughs) doing huge shit and everybody else... That's what it seems like. Yeah, and, and it's cool to see, like, how big the scene has gotten and, like, how much influence... Uh, bands and and people who work behind the scenes in in our scene. Um, anyways, that's my ADD brain going away. But no, <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like what you do is something that is so daunting to me. I like being able to. I when I'm doing anything at my house with my little demo rig, it's like I'm getting ideas down. I'm not sitting here. I find myself like agonizing over an EQ for like 10 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You're going to send this to some dude who like, no matter what you do is going to be able to do worlds better. Right. And like, (laughs) I feel like I benefit from that, like separation a little bit of being able to go like, I'm going from my house. I'm going to the studio today. I'm spending my day with, with my buddy. I'm still having a great time. It's still fun, but there's like a little bit of separation. Whereas like when I do have like when I'm doing stuff at my house, I get lost, man. Like, and I just get lost and you'd be like, Oh my God, it six hours just passed. <laughs> and it's like this weird mental hurdle where it's like, I didn't do fucking anything cool today. <laughs> like, you have those days where you're like, I'm writing shit and maybe it's not that dope. And you just kind of have to deal with that. Right. And that's <laughs> so Like I'm so impressed by people like you and like Scott with stick and like the people who are just like, dude, you have ultimate control. And I know you're probably sitting there sometimes just being like, this is not what I wanted. And whether you (laughs) are able to step away and be like, I'll come back to this later. Or like with me, I'm just like, I'm going to fucking do this until it's right. And it just gets worse and worse. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I, I get in a situation where, um, like, I'll obsess over track like this new track, you know, middle finger, for example, like I obsess over it and just everything, you know, and that's, what's great about doing it at home is because I can, I can try sounds and and I can sit there and do a guitar thing, you know, 70 times. And there's not somebody over here waiting for me to get done. And I'm not, you know, paying per hour and things like that. Um, And I can really get it and massage it the way that that I want. And I can I can do a mix and I can listen to it for weeks and then tweak things and get it just the way I want it. Um, and and that's what I love. And and like when I have to give it to somebody else to mix, then there's it feels like extra work because I have to go and explain things or like print my effects. You know? Yeah. And uh, it, it's like I don't know. I like having that control. And um, I'm definitely not above like. Uh, giving it away and let, letting someone else handle it. Um, Live Through This, for example, uh, came out back in March. I didn't mix that. I just, um, We tracked some of it at um, Pepper Studio in Redondo back in like 2019 and then finally finished it earlier this year and did the rest of it here. And then I sent off the tracks to uh, Cameron Webb and he did, he did a great job. Um, but uh, it I don't know. There's certain sounds where I just feel like I, I'm just so connected to them. It's like, I want to do this because I know the sounds that I want to make. Um, but I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable doing any of that. I mean, I've been learning probably like legit, probably since like 2013, 2014, when I was, when I, I quit my job, I was waiting tables and I just, just knuckled down and just like learned to start watching videos and paying for tutorials and things and buying plugins. I did, I shouldn't have bought, you know, stuff like that. Cause you get excited. <laughs> <clears throat> and, and I didn't feel comfortable doing anything until that first single, uh, this chick is whack in 2018. And I, I did it. I thought it was cool. Now that I listen to it, I'm like, shit, I, I should have waited. I should let somebody else mix that. But <laughs> I got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm just going to do this. And by the time the pandemic was rolling around, you know, we were getting this record finished 
And it was like just in time. And then so now we were able to just take the rest of the year and just record on our own, like release stuff. Like it, it was like just in time, you know? That's like, that's just the perfection of like the universe was like, this is what you're going to be from now on. And and yeah, like to your testament, you put in the hours and it shows, man. Like your production is is super pro. And that's like another great thing Thanks. about music is that there's really just, there's a million ways to do it. You know, mm-hmm. and and what works for somebody maybe doesn't work for somebody else, and you just have to find your groove. And uh, f- from talking to you, it sounds like you've really done that, and like that's kind of what I feel with this this record that that we're putting out. It's a groove that I've been able to find, and uh, because of the people that are around us and the band, and we're this beautiful age of technology where I can just we can send stuff back and forth, and as much as you want to be in the room and, and everybody mic'd up at one time and tracking like, you know, like it, it's so hard to have, we don't really have the budget to do. I guess we could fly out and hang out with Ted for a few weeks and do that out there. But you know, like yeah. that's just so far away and, and, and to, to be able to afford a studio like that, it's cool to be able to, Hey, here's my logic session and send it to our guitarist Hunter and Hey man, like track a couple solos, you know, throw some guitar ideas in here and like, and let me bounce these guitar ideas off of you and and like just being able to utilize everybody's strengths a little bit is is a cool thing and then being able to jump in with a producer and have a studio like you're talking about where we're not paying top dollar to go somewhere the studio that we actually I know where Pepper Studio is I'm a I I go to Redondo um it's like a 40 minute drive from where I live and the studio that I work out of is literally like two doors down on that street in Redondo Beach oh um, cool yeah so I don't even think they know that we we were going to try and rehearse at their studio this week, but we found a different place. But uh, yeah, so I'm constantly like walking my dog up and down by Kona Inn. And like, like, hey, I think I know those guys over there. Um, so it's it's just like, that's the greatest thing about 2021 or this new age of music. And people say the term like bedroom producer as almost like a negative connotation. And it's like, dude, that's the coolest shit ever, man. I don't have to pay somebody $1,000 a day to track drums and and mix my fucking vocals and make shit sound cool like dope (laughs) anybody that's saying that negatively is a fucking dinosaur exactly it's just pissed off (laughs) yeah that's it somebody lost a job (laughs) yeah dude i mean like what billy eilish and her brother made that those records in their bedroom bedroom. with logic (laughs) yeah like they show you what how they did it. That's if you cool. Watch some of that they're, stuff. they're dope to watch. It's fucking cool as shit, man. It's like it just shows you where we're at, man. It's 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 we're you know our uh, the technology has advanced so much and it's gotten so inexpensive, you know, uh, you know, relatively. Of, it's, yeah, it, man. It's definitely still an expensive hobby, but or whatever you want to call a hobby <laughs> or a career. But there's a fine line between those two. I feel <laughs> sure there is. Yeah, there is. <laughs> um, but dude, it's like, yeah, it's like you could do it at home. It's as long as you know what you're doing. Um, and I left it to the pros for years. You know, I was like, I'm not ready for this, you know, until one day I felt comfortable enough and I had a breakthrough and like how I do my, my, my kick and my snare. And I was like, cause if I, if I can't get the drums to sound right, the, the whole thing is going to fall apart. Dude, you know? The snare drum is the bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what snare you're playing. It depends on the player. It depends on, you know, how it's tuned, the mics you're using, the placement, like the type, you know, if you're using way too much compression or EQ, it's there's so much you know but it's just it's all about just trying it and 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 doing it over and over again you know um i i enjoy producing from home and my my like ultimate plan is like i'm trying to get that john feldman money you know like (laughs) i'm trying to get that like i want to have like a studio at the house away from the house and just underground just bring in yeah dude yeah just bring in dope ass artists every week it just just turn out hits well you're already kind of doing that though right like (laughs) you and ted i see like all this stuff that comes out and like you guys have your fingerprints on so much you're like this is not this is not to discredit anybody else out there or whatever but like i feel like you guys are like helping to mold this like midwest east coast kind of like southern southeastern like cool sound and like I just hear about some of the people that you guys are working with or somebody puts something out and it's like, and then I see you post it and I'm like, Oh shit, he produced that. And it's just like, you guys are, I feel like doing so much for that scene out there. And like, that's, I, I love, I love seeing that. Cause I fucking love both of you guys so much. Like you guys have put us on in a lot of ways and, and 
I think Pacifier is the band that we've toured with more than anyone else in the scene at this point, like consecutive days or whatever. And like, like you guys also like have been hooking us up with shows. I remember playing a show with you guys in Orange County in like fucking 2010 or something at OC Tavern in San Clemente. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. That was the first time I met you guys. And you know, my girlfriend and I were like listening to fucking bat old Ballyhoo. Like it was like, Oh my God, we're playing with these guys. And that was like, that was such a vibe for like the first few years of our career. It's like, damn, I don't even want to look back and think of how much of a fucking punisher we were. Cause we were just, we were just stoked to be there, man. Like, but yeah, dude, dude you guys, it, it does show punishers. like <laughs> we're all punishers in our own way at some point. <laughs> But yeah, man, anyways, uh, that is it. It does show like you, you've been doing a lot of cool shit already. So I can't wait to see what what, you know, this looks like in five years for you and doing what you're doing. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked on it. And it's just uh, I'm trying to be like, um, I, you know, I put the, the put the content out there, make the videos and I, I work with bands and stuff. I'm trying to show that like this shit's possible, you know, and I'm, I'm doing it from a basement, you know, yeah. in a town. I you know, I grew up 10 minutes from, I, I live in this town now. It's like, you, you don't have to be in LA. You don't have to be no. in New York. You know, you can, you can do this wherever, as long as you have the drive. Um, and the, you, you know, you get excited about working on something, you know, if you're not getting excited, then it's probably not something you should be doing. But for me, I love this shit and it's just fun, you know? Um, so let's, let's take people back. Uh, what, what, you started touring in 2010. When, when, when did you guys, uh, when did you guys actually like form the band? <clears throat> so the band kind of was like a, an evolution of just me. And, uh, so our original guitarist, Bryce, uh, we, we met our families met. It's like a fucking weird, like I, I'm not making any of this up. I promise. But like our families met Sick. camping, like at the beach and kind of like fell in love a little bit. And like, we, we grew up like about two and a half hours away from each other. But since the time I was like 15, we were close and we would always write music together never recorded any of it. And then once I got my driver's license and I could drive to orange County, we, we tracked dreaming was our first song ever put it on MySpace. I think in 2009. And that was like the, that was the beginning. We didn't have a drummer. We didn't have a bassist. And like, we were able to find people just friends, friends, friends of friends, like whatever. I think our original bassist and uh, Ryan and Bryce at one point, almost fought at a house party because of some uh, nefarious dealings with somebody's girlfriend. And then it was like, fist cocked. Oh, shit, you play bass? I'm looking for a bassist in my band kind of shit. Like, just dumb 16, 17-year-old <laughs> kid shit. And then, Incredible. And then uh, Ryan knew Dave from musicianship at school. Um, and just like, I got this really dope drummer also happens to have the voice of a fucking angel and, and and it's just like so we started i think it was around 2008 2009 was when we first started actually recording music and then iration took us on um time bomb tour it was our first tour ever in 2010 and then from there it's kind of just like you're trying to build the local following so that when the national acts come through hey i can jump on a show open up for these guys open up for these guys and like you know we were also so fucking lucky to be out here where like this kind of like new concept um, was really like taking root. And, and I know like over the country there, you know, Florida was like a hotbed. You guys were up in Maryland and like all over the place. Like there was this dope new genre kind of like budding, you know, off of these sublimes and the slightly stupids and the peppers. And like, so like we got really lucky to, to say that we were in Southern California where like everybody knew, people were listening to this music kind of, you know? Um, so the culture kind of like put its fingerprints on it, if you will. And yeah, man, it was just, we were really lucky to be out here and, and get picked up when we did on that tour with, with Iration and it was us Iration and through the roots. And then you go on tour with some of these bands that are maybe in your age range, maybe a little older and like through the roots of somebody that I, I, those dudes, Evan and, and those guys, like I, I constantly, have to sing their praises because they were the ones in the beginning that like they had been around for like a year or two before us and we played shows with them and I just like I remember us going back to hotel or like whatever not a hotel at that point somebody's fucking floor in their basement some house yeah yeah. and we're just like dude we we need to practice more (laughs) these guys are way fucking better than us like let's go home like let's get in the fucking studio and like we're scrounging up money trying to go pay to play like 
hourly rate studios and just like, dude, we need to be better. <laughs> Let's play these songs like 20 times, man, because we fucking suck. <laughs> I love that. I love see, I love that because, yeah, when you we used to have our first tour, we went out with this band called Rude Buddha and another band called 33 West. It was like these ska punk bands. And it was rad. And we were having a blast. We, it was, we were out for like, uh, I don't know, we were out for like six weeks or something, eight weeks. And it was our first tour in 2006 and the van caught on fire and like we slept on floors and it's just it was terrible um but uh we had we would do this thing where we would like have like energy contests so we're like we would see what band could go harder like what <laughs> what band could like rip on stage the hardest just just oh just get it you know and, i love that um that just made it so fun you know it's like this you know healthy competition um and it just made everybody have a better time, I think. And that was one of the things. It's like, fuck, we got to tighten up. Yeah. You know, like, these guys sound great. Like, we got we to gotta tighten up. A hundred percent. So I love, I love hearing you say that. Dude, it's, 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 a healthy, it's a healthy thing. You know, like, you want to have that, that motivation and that drive. And, like, it's cool to have that. And it's cool to be able to say that, like, we're friends with the guys that, like, you know, like, there's always going to be healthy competition. There's mm-hmm. bands that all kind of started around the same time and you see these guys doing shit and, and maybe you're just like, everybody wants to be bigger. The biggest yeah. band in the scene wants to be bigger, right? So like, it's not unique to, to, to bands starting out, but I think that's such a crucial component for bands to have. And like, you got to have, I know every fucking band that I know has the one dude. It's not, sometimes it's a drummer, sometimes it's a guitarist, sometimes it's a singer. Everybody has that one dude that's like the mom or you know like like yeah, the band yeah, like yeah. hey this is the schedule why are you guys showing up late what the fuck is going on like you, you know and like everybody has that one and like we're lucky to have those people because those are the ones that are like kind of help helping to drive the shit but when everybody has like a like-minded attitude of like this is super fun but also like i want to do this for a long time Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like play covers in like the bar down the street. Like I want to play my music if if I'm lucky enough to do that. Not to say that covers in the bar down the street. I've had a lot of good good fun <laughs> with with those bands. So, like, yeah, but like sure. I I, I want to do stuff. And like if you can surround yourself with people who want to do the same thing, then like it's only going to help you. And maybe it doesn't work. And maybe in ten years I'm selling real estate in Orange County or something. You know, like it, it, there's no guarantees in life ever. But like having that like healthy competition or like just just it's a friendly kind of you like to see everybody succeed but also sometimes you're like we're better than that right (laughs) (laughs) there's a little there's definitely a little bit of that it's probably a lot of that actually yeah no yeah you're you're right um i I think like you know i said in my first episode of this podcast uh, a few years ago that um you know you got to have people in the in the band that that are thinking the same. They want the same thing. They, they want it as bad as you do. Because if you have one guy or two guys that don't, that aren't feeling it and just kind of like whatever, they're dragging their ass, it's going to drag the band down, man. And it's like, you, you got to be, everybody's got to be doing their, their part. And it just makes such a difference. Um, everybody should be enjoying it. And, you know, we've, we've gone through some personnel changes over the years and uh, our, our previous bass player, JR, he, he'd, you know, been on tour with us for 10 years. Um, and he decided he didn't want to do it anymore, you know, and he was just, he was just over it. And it was like, Oh, that sucks. He was a sick, he's a sick bass player, you know? Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to beg him to stay because he, it's not, he wants to leave. And I'm like, that would just suck for everybody. You know, if we were like, you got to stay, he did, he did stay on for like another month or two just to kind of finish out the shows that we had to make the transition and find a bass player and all that. So it was very nice of him. Thank you, JR for that. Um, <laughs> I love JR. But, you know, and we remain friends. I just saw him a couple of days ago um, at my daughter's birthday party. So it's just like, yeah, get, get people that, that want to be involved and are excited, you know, to, to do it. It's so important. Yeah, dude, I, I completely agree. And we've gone through we've gone through a couple member changes as well. Um, like Dave, uh, our drummer is is I guess him and I are quote unquote the only original members uh, in the band. And uh, um, 
I, I feel the same way as you, you know, like I, I don't harbor hatred for anybody uh, that I played with. It's quite the opposite. I'm, I'm so blessed, you know, like if Bryce and I didn't meet, this band would have never started and, and he wouldn't have introduced me to this culture. I grew up in like the Santa Barbara County, um, a little bit north of, of, of Santa Barbara. And uh, it was a small town. Um, I love going back there now as like a young kid growing up, going through high school. You just I was just dying to get somewhere like Orange County where there was all these people and everybody was so supportive and it was like everybody's got a project, right? So like I'm so blessed to like have had this and and specifically with like our bassist Ryan um who used to tour when we when we first started playing shows with you guys and stuff, him and I uh are better friends than we've ever been. He's my best friend like he's going to be in my wedding in January. Like he's his wife and 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 my fiance are are super close because of the relationship that that we had and like sometimes it's not for certain people, you know? Sometimes people want to do other shit and and like you have to be able to respect that and as much as it, in the moment it's like hard to to watch your brothers walk away. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's hard to be like I wish this was more more fulfilling for you or I wish this was I wish I could have done something different and like we're all learning and we're all That's the other thing we start so young you don't know how to cultivate relationships when they're that young. So it's kind of learning shit on the fly, right? Like you're, and I, I can fully say like, I was probably one of the biggest offenders of, of not communicating properly. And like you, you get like emotional. This is like something you're pouring your fucking heart into, right? Like, like Mm -hmm. why, why can't we all like view this the same, but it's just like different people do different shit. And like, if it was a band full of people like me, it would be a fucking nightmare, man. <laughs> we would all be fighting all the time and every single one of us would always think we're right. So you have to find that balance. <laughs> like it's such a weird balance. Yeah. Like everybody has to be like-minded. Everybody has to want to put in the work. But at the same time, it's got a mesh. It's like a fucking basketball team or something, right? Like you can tell if the chemistry is off. And so like, mm-hmm. you know, just to be lucky enough to have guys. And I feel like, uh, I don't even think I've met Nick, your new bassist. Um, I, wow. I don't think I've met him yet. Um, I think I wow. met him when okay. he was playing in a different band in Florida. Uh, but I've watched and you guys fucking 2020, you guys were the kings of the live stream. Like consistency and production just unmatched from like everyone. I guess like Dirty Heads were doing their, their, their pretty consistently too on the acoustic front. But dude, I just liked watching yours and the lights, whoever you were working with that was putting on that production was badass. And watching Nick just like rock out. Like this is fucking Ballyhoo, man. <laughs> like that, was, it was cool, and I love Jr. Nice, we dude. only toured with you guys when Jr. was there, but yeah. uh, you know, they, now we're we're uh, shout out to Hartford Sound. Uh, they we were lucky to have that. I say it every chance I get. Like when people talk about the uh, the live streams, we're so lucky to have them. They they're twenty minutes from my house, and they're they're a production company that that does events normally, and they when things went south they pivoted immediately and within a week i think they had uh their first band doing a stream and um i think we were their second stream uh back in march of 2020 um but yeah within two weeks we had we were doing it and they just put all their gear together and they they have lights and they got the led walls and the sound they got everything and it was just when we went live, I remember people going like uh, somebody saying, oh, we can't see them. Like somebody was in the chat. like, oh, We can't see them because it was like uh, all the lights were out. And we, two seconds later, boom, we, we, <laughs> all the lights come on. And it's like it looks like we're on like SNL or Fallon or something. It was pro. man. It was pro as fuck. And like that that night and the next day, my phone is blowing up just like. All these other bands need to quit. <laughs> just, like, I, was like, I was like, fuck yeah, you know. It just felt like, yes, people are paying attention and, and we did it, you know. It was very and sick. So, yeah, it was, it was I'm very proud of how they turned out. And um, you know, it, it's honestly, man, and you you didn't have to have that. I think it was important that um if you did anything at all, um just a live stream on your phone with an acoustic guitar is enough because I feel like you need to be engaging with your audience when you get, you know, I've been trying to think about a way to say this uh, properly to make sense. But like, it's like, I'm working on my brevity trying anyway, dude. Um, I feel that so hard, (laughs) you know, you just like, you just talk in circles and just beat a dead horse. It makes sense in your brain. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm try- and I know it sounds ridiculous, but I'm trying to be more succinct about it. But like, so, um, like you, when you when you go on tour and you're putting out music, you know, over the years, this, this is what you do. People, are, you know, you make a record, you go on tour, people buy the tickets, they come to the the thing, they buy t-shirts, and then it's just this thing that you do over and over again every year. And suddenly, let's pump the brakes, COVID, shut everything down. Now you have to put some real effort into it. And I'm not saying that that touring is not uh, super easy. I'm not saying that touring is super easy. It's not hard, anything like that. It's very hard. It's exhausting to go on tour. Uh, there, there's, you know, there's something to that. But um, it takes a lot to stay on the road. And it's very expensive. Um, but when it comes to uh, all of a sudden I can't do shows, it be, it. it all of a sudden that becomes very easy. Like, wow, we could, you know, we could just be doing shows and people just automatically show up and they, you know, they buy tickets and all that. This is like, you gotta, now I gotta put some effort into it. I gotta get my ass up off the couch. You know, I've been eating pizza for a month <laughs> and, you know, sitting on the couch watching Netflix. And it's like, now I gotta actually, I gotta get up. I gotta get my band guys together. We gotta rehearse, put a show together and then go do this thing and play in front of cameras, yep. you know? The energy's and, all weird, and you got energy's super yeah. weird. And, and I'm not gonna lie, there's been there was a few of them where I was just like, I don't feel like fucking doing this. Yep. You know, it's just like, fuck. But like, once we got there and we were doing it, it was it felt fine. It's just like, but it did take that extra effort and extra work. And I think that the bands that did anything close to that, you know, just streaming from their phone, even um, are, I think the fans are gonna remember that. And then they're going to remember the bands that didn't necessarily do anything. Totally. You know? And I just feel like you can't, you can't go out and, and make money and, and get your fans, you know, uh, you know, you live a career, but you can't live this career without your fans. Like they're the reason why you're able to do these things. And if you're going to go do that, when, when shit hits the fan, like you better be there for them, you know, when, we can't go out and do this. Totally. So think of something, you know, that's just, I mean, there's definitely a better way for me to say that. I hope people understand that, but no, but you, I just, you're a hundred percent right. I lost your video, but if you can still hear me, then, uh, Oh, I can hear you. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, no, that's a, but I can still see you too. Oh, cool. Um, what the hell is going on with my computer? That's um, strange. Oh, I gone. feel the same way, man. And there's he's gone, a, everybody. There's a weird, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying we will to just have get to, your, uh, your face back up here. Cause it's so beautiful. <laughs> Maybe um, maybe shit died. There's definitely like a weird uh well, this wasn't line to to oh shit. Hold on. Yo, can <clears> you still <throat> hear me, Howie? Shit. Hmm. Where did you go? There he is. Yo, I'm sorry about that, man. My internet just totally booted oh, me. Oh, no worries. Um, cool. We, I'm going to edit this anyway, Okay, cool, so cool, cool. Uh, so we, I can just jump back in kind of what, what you were just talking about, too, if you want. Go for it. Okay. Um, no, I completely agree with what you're, what, what you're saying. And, and you guys were kind of an inspiration to do that stuff too. We, we had been doing some random like little acoustic things, which I think those hold so much value too. Like you're saying, like on your phone, my manager constantly gets on me about that. She's like, dude, just jump on a live every once in a while. And like, I'm the, cons- I'm the constant overthinker and just like, well, I, I want to be able to do this and I want to be able to do that. I want the production to be badass. And then I do it, dude. And I just sit up my, in my living room with my phone on my coffee table, my dog sitting next to me. My fiance is like literally two feet away from me on her phone kind of half paying attention and like watching me be an idiot and and she's like laughing at my interaction as like the most awkward person in the world but it's just fun and you get it like you know whether there's 20 fans there 100 fans there like people are there and like there's a good interaction there and and every time before i do it i'm just like nervous and like i hope i don't fuck these songs up and by yourself like for me too like i'm used to having hunter as the my lead guitarist with me or having Dave there to sing vocals and, and jam some drums or, like, you know, Adam on the bass. Like for me, it's daunting to do shit by myself, but you always, after like 
you, you, you go live and then at the very end of it, you, you shut it down and you're like, fuck, that was fun. Why am I not doing that more often? Right. And like, Same, and bro. we did one mm-hmm. like full production, full live stream. We were lucky enough. Um, the observatory in orange County let, let us come in on a totally, you know, dark <laughs> year. They let us come in and, and set up lights and set up sound. And we ran it. We had a dope camera crew, uh, and everybody, it was so cool. Like you're talking about like super fucking weird beforehand. You're like, how the hell? What? I've played to a lot of shows with like two people at it. So I know how to try and generate energy, <laughs> but it's just a weird concept when it's, when it's cameras. Right. And you're like, don't necessarily add a prompt like screen set up, like just in front of my microphone. So I could kind of try and interact with comments or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's adapter die kind of shit, dude. And like, we're lucky yes. enough to now like be able to come back to touring, but I think like what happened in this last year, it's not going to go away. It was like an experience that we all had together and, and hopefully we can pull some cool shit out of it. Like you're saying, like the interaction, like maybe, maybe we don't have to fucking tour 250 days out of the year to make a real connection with our fans and our friends and these people across the country or internationally, whatever, whatever, wherever you tour, like we can still make these connections and, and do it in a cool way. And, uh, yeah, it was dope, man. You guys definitely set set the standard, and uh, and it was cool. I mean, like I remember seeing uh, people just jumping on Facebook Lives, man, and just like, oh shit, come across that. I'd watch for you know maybe I didn't have an hour to sit down and watch, but it's just like you just want to you just want to interact, you know, a little bit. And yeah, anyways, <clears throat> absolutely, man. Um, yeah, it, as I said, shout out to any band that did anything. You know, mm-hmm. the fans appreciate it. They they appreciate the shit, man. And just as you were saying a couple minutes ago, like yeah, it's like you start getting in your head, you're like, oh, I want it to look like this. I want it to be dope. I want people to love it. I want to like the, you know, production and all that. And it's like, you don't need that. You really don't. It's, it's just doing anything, doing something. Um, and there's something charming about you sitting on the couch with your dog and your fiance and just singing songs. And you're so, you're, you're just, you're just bare, you know, it's just you, you know, it's just you and the acoustic. Um, there's something charming about that. And, you know, whether you're, you're taking donations or, or, or whatever, or just, just doing it just to do it, you know, um, just engaging with the comments. I I just feel like we're in such a, you know, the pandemic really showed, um, how important it is to connect, uh, with, you know, it's not, it's, it's not just about the music anymore. The music is what brings people to you. Um, but they want to, they want to know who you are, you know, they want to know, uh, about you and get get in your head a little bit and the best way to do that is to set up just throw, go live on your phone and just talk yep. you know and, and just engage with the people in the chat um and be consistent and if you can do that on a weekly basis um it's something that can really help like um build it out and i think no matter what you do uh because people know you and they love you they're going to follow you wherever you go you know if you you know if i if i decide that i'm going to write a book um, I, I'll probably sell a hundred copies on release day, you know, because I know that there's at least a solid hundred people that, um, follow me, you know, in everything I do, they'll buy it just because they want to support, you know, and it's, you can't thank people enough for that, no. you know, for giving you your career. Yeah. So that's why I say props to any, any band that did anything because you went, you did more than was expected. Truly. You know? Yeah, man, I, I completely agree. And, um, I would buy your book. <laughs> no, but it's it's really like that. And like, you couldn't have said it better, man. Like, uh, we're lucky. We're lucky to be here. And like, luckily we made music and we're still making music. We continue to make music and hopefully we can grow that, you know? And I, I sometimes I, I'll like, you know, I have conversations with the band or, or with our manager sometimes. And it's like, you, you can, there's a lot of reasons you know, entertainment in general, whether no matter what kind of art you're pursuing, like when you're pursuing a passion as a career, like it's unlike anything else, you know, like we're not waking up doing the nine to five, coming home, enjoying time with our loved ones, going back to work the next day. Like there's so many hurdles like mentally and physically like, and it it can get easy to get down sometimes. It's like, Oh, why didn't we get a, why didn't we get an offer for this? Or why are we on this festival? And like, at the end of the day, you just have to be able to like look at your network and, and the people that you're able to engage with on a day-to-day basis. And that's like the most humbling part of it for me is like 
I know people across the country because of touring, whether it's friends, fans, family members that I would not know because they live so far away or just like mm-hmm. bands, bro. Like my, some of my closest friends are people in bands and, and to be able to just like reach out and shoot a text like, Hey man, sick single or like, Hey dude, this is sounding dope. Or like we were, all of this came together because of music for us. And like you're saying, like the music is the vehicle that gets people there. Right. But like, now at the end, like we have to be so much more engaging and like you said before like it it you got to just love it and if you don't love it it shows and it shows in your work and it shows in your work ethic or whatever and like yeah man you're talking about brevity i've been talking for like five minutes now and i'm losing my train of thought no but but it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's all the time i feel like i just feel like this is a, you're you you touched on something that's like so real and like so many people maybe don't understand it and so many people do understand it but we're uh we're lucky to do what we do and it's cool to see people pushing the envelope and and coming up with new and interesting ideas and ways to engage with people and then on the flip side of that i can't fucking wait to play shows again dude we're we're so close i know you guys have been crushing it the last like couple months um california was a little slower to get on the train but we finally have a show this week, our first time since One Love 2020, um, playing in front of a awesome. crowd. And as much as what you're saying is so valid and so true and so crucial now, um, there's just going to be something great about having people in front of us again. Um, that's going to be a fun time. It's a, I'd say it's a great feeling, dude. Like it's a, you know, to play in front of people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that everybody wants it. They want to be there. They're so happy to be there. You know, we did five shows over the last two weeks and like, it was incredible. They looked All packed. Of them. <clears throat> they were stupid packed. Like the most of them were sold out. Um, and it was ridiculous and it just felt great. Um, so is this going to be like your, uh, like a re- release party as well? Kind of. So we actually had set, set up, uh, an idea that I'm not really going to talk about too much because we're still going to pursue it at a different time. But we had set up kind of like a release party where we wanted to do a, a show and like a listen, a live listening, like just have, I, I wanted it to be just like, it wasn't even at like a traditional venue. Um, it was a place with a stage, you know, and we wanted people to come and we didn't want to charge money. I didn't want like mm-hmm. to, to make it a, a quote unquote, like official show. I just wanted it to be a bunch of my friends, anybody who lives within this certain area, or if you want to drive from wherever you live, come hang. And then uh, we, and then this festival kind of came across the the line and we were like, we should probably play this festival. (laughs) (laughs) Fortune to youth expendables, like a rise fruits, Ellie Mac. Like it's going to be just a sick, you know, like lineup to be a part of. So we kind of pushed that idea. And uh, I still, I still want to do that. Um, at some point it's going to be fun to do, but, uh, yes, the longest answer to your question is that this is basically going to be like our kind of, you know, a little like, you know, it's not our show. It's not just us, but we're going to treat it as like, Hey man, like our new record came out yesterday and, uh, you know, we're going to play some of the new shit and some of the old shit and just have fun vibe with some real people in a real setting again. And it's supposed to be like 95 degrees too. So love an outdoor festival in the nineties. Yeah, dude. Seriously. I know. We played uh, outside on most of these and uh, dude, the one night was, it was just hot and gross and it, but it felt great. <laughs> it felt great to play a hot, gross, sticky show. I miss those East coast outside. sticky summers. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, hope hope to have you back sooner than later, my man. Yes, sir, man. We will be back at it. That's great, brother. So, all right. The new record drops this Friday on the 25th. What, what's it called? Million Pieces. Million Pieces. Yeah, the title track, Million Pieces, was the first single we put out in January. And uh, I kind of felt like it just kind of embodied the the vibe we wanted to go for, like lyrically and, and sonically. So, uh, Million Pieces, uh, full length, 11 track record, Friday, June 25th, um, and shows to follow. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, congrats on the reintroduction. And uh, so glad you're putting out music still. Um, and uh, yeah, everything I've heard so far, just a few singles, it sounds great. And as I said earlier, they're, they're, they have a more uh, grown-up sound to them, um, if that makes sense to anybody. Uh, 
but yeah go go grab uh pacific dubs new record on friday um you got a pre-save link or anything uh no man we're just dropping it friday um Sick. oh so i'm so sorry yeah the pre-save there's no pre-order we we have a pre-save uh just check out the link uh in any of our social media bios at pacific dub anywhere you can find um music you know we're gonna be there under that name and uh yeah just friday dropping it awesome dude yeah i'll drop the link in the description here cool. so people can check it out thank you but, uh, dude colton it was great to have you man it's been a minute thank you man thank you for having us dude we i i appreciate it i've you've been so good to us over the years and i i love playing shows with you guys and being able to chat whenever we can so uh thank you for having me on the pod i'm a big fan and uh yeah thank you <laughs> thanks brother yeah man well uh we will talk soon i'm sure yes sir i'll see you soon man Thank you.